Hello, welcome to the Shaken Up Show, the show that creeps between the cracks in the door at all things Berry AFC. I'm your host, Nick, and on today's show, we look at some of the things that have given us a little bit of notoriety over the past year, which is our kits. Here they are. Um, if you would like to buy our kits, they're available. They're on our website, www.berryafc.uk. If you go to the top, there's a little tab that says shop. Click on that, and then there's a drop-down that says kits and merchandise, and you can have a look at our fantastic kits, and you too could be wearing one of these. Or you could have a new kit, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. So um, this kit, our away kit, was voted the 19th best-looking kit of the 2020-21 season by the National Football Museum. So we're going to have uh, Rick Dennis from Hope and Glory, and he's going to tell us a little bit about the thought process that goes on when designing the kit and something, that, you know, a little bit about our kits and, and how he came up with the concepts for it. We've also got Josh from thekitsman.com. He's going to tell us a little bit about the importance of, uh, of a kit for identity purposes to a sports club or a football club. Um, he's got a big following on Twitter, so go and check him out. Um, but before we speak to Josh at The Kitsman, let's speak to Rick Dennis at Hope and Glory. Hello, Rick. How are you? Hi, mate. You all right? How are you? Okay. Good and good. Fantastic. So you're the uh, you're the uh, head honcho at um, Hope and Glory. Is that right? I am. I am. So how did how did you get started with the with the company? How did it all uh, come about? It's a weird one. I'm a designer by trade, so that's why when we do like kits, we put a lot of time and effort into the design. Um, but it came about. I was I was based up at Oldham for Oldham Athletic for I think about ten years. Right. When I was in there, we we got a we got a certain brand on by a certain Geordie guy um, making our kits in the first year they were terrible so I said to the owner of the club at the time and said let me kind of work with this brand and let me let me like, design some some kits for the club so I think for, from year two onwards or definitely year two and year three kind of I worked with the brand I'm going to say the brand it's Sunday Co. yeah to kind of design the kits so I picked up a lot of learnings there within the, the next three or four years it came towards the end of that contract and I said um to the chairman at the time I said we don't we don't need a brand we can kind of do this ourselves and he agreed so I got all the, the wheels in motion speaking to factories for hope and glory to set to kind of set the brand up fully with the idea that the Oldham would have been going to hope and glory in our year one and then the chairman at the time sold the club to the new chairman that's there currently that and he he wanted a brand he wanted a, a well-known brand so we kind of left that there but because all the wheels were in motion, everyone's self and ready to go, I kind of thought, you know what, we're going to just run with it. So year one was kind of a trial year where we got on board. We got um, Lancaster City, North Burby, Hull City Ladies, and then like a couple of smaller teams. And it got to a stage where I think towards January the following year, it was just taking all my time. I had no time whatsoever. So I pushed the design agency thing to the back where that's kind of run by one of the other guys now and then just pushed up and glory as much as I could. And it's to say we've been in our first two seasons supplying have both been COVID hit seasons. So the first year was cut short. The second yeah. year didn't really even start. We've we've done really well. The number of clubs have got on board out as many as I wanted at this time, but we're not in the plan to, to only have a couple on contract. But to say it's a serious COVID, I'm happy with it. Always. So how many how many clubs have you got signed up then? Is it uh, and is it mostly is it mostly non-league at the minute? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the highest position club now in divisional wise is in the UK is Stalebridge Celtic that we just signed up last week. Yeah. But we also supply um, St. Joseph's in Europa Point in Gibraltar. St. Yeah. Joseph's, they're in the Europa, is it the Europa Conference? Yeah, the one that's that, round. Yeah, yeah, the third one. Yeah, and they were in the Europa League last year. The year before that, the year before we started to play them, they actually played Rangers in the Europa League. Fab. But other than that, clubs-wise, we're probably, what about 15 on contracts and then probably another 150, 200 that are just like a lot lower down, like junior clubs and, and such that, that aren't on contract with us on a, on a, like a return basis. So I presume that, that when you design the kit, every like I say, for most of your kits, they're all quite unique to each club. So how do you go about designing the kit? Where do you start from? I presume straight like you must get a, a blank piece of paper, a blank template, and just think, right, what can I put on here? So what what's the what goes into it? What what's the thought process behind it? How do you start it off? Yeah, again, that's where we differ from kind of other small brands where we don't just have like a bank of templates that we use and just change a bit to blue and a bit to white. Mm. We kind of research the club. If we don't know the club already, we kind of research the club, look into the background of the club, look into kind of kits that have done well in the past, kits that mean something to the club, like um, if it's if they've won a cup in, in that kit or something like that, or they won a league or a successful season. We kind of try and base concepts on that. I mean, when we, do, when we put concepts over to clubs, we do, each club will get, three or four designs per kit to kind of consider from stage one and then we develop from there so we get the final designs. Sometimes it's hitting the nail on the head first time. Sometimes it takes a bit of two and throwing. A bit of tweaking, a bit of like... So um, I, I just know we'll talk a little bit about the berry kits in a, in a second, but, you know, like stuff like the crest, what weren't quite right on the new kit, wasn't it? It was the big brown pocket kind of thing. Yeah. That was a bit... Con- so I suppose there's a bit of two and throwing and... What's what's the um what what kind of software do you use? Do you use like or do you do it all by is it all by hand or do you do it use a specific kind of software? Well, it starts off by hand. It starts off with sketches, so we can get just myself and I'm going to do the design. It starts off with sketches, we can get um like the idea down on paper. Yeah. And then we'll work in Adobe Illustrator. Yeah. Basically, no, there's no specialist software for us. Again, like I said, some designer by trade is just what I've always used. Fab. Brilliant. Um, so tell us a little bit about your um your, your pairing with AFC and how you uh, how that came about. Um, obviously it was probably about maybe roughly about this time last year where we were kind of getting the kits together and all that kind of stuff. So um, tell us a little bit about how you how you got on board with with Berry AFC. It was a weird one to start. It was obviously it was middle of lockdown, weren't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Um, I think it was Ian that I started speaking to. There's an email went across from us, as we do, we kind of email a lot of clubs this time of year to kind of get the new clubs in. And he just came back with like what 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 your club would need, what you'd want. And I kind of introduced the eco kit to him. And I think as soon as he mentioned the eco kit, it was like, yeah, it's like, that's, that's right up our street. That's kind of what we're after. For those who don't know, just tell us a little bit about the eco kit. I mean, it's all on the branding of our, our shirts here, but just explain what the what the concept is with the eco kit. So the eco kit is it's basically made from our pet fabric, which is recycled plastic bottles. So there's a lot of landfill, not landfill, so bottles going to the sea and waste of plastic. So we kind of try and take a little bit of that out and yeah. make it into recycled fabric. It it came about because 
no other small, well, there's a couple of small brands do it. The big boys do it in Nike and Adidas all got the, the outfit, but they don't push it. They don't advertise it to do it. I think like the Spurs one, the new Spurs kit is in the outfit, but like I said, they don't make a song and dance about it like we do. And I think we should. So yeah. to me, it's a good thing. It's a, it's a very good thing. It's, it's sustainability. So. 100%. So Ian, so he contacted Ian from the club. He was on board with the with the eco kit, and then and then how did it materialise from there? Then what what did what happened? Did you throw up a couple of designs, or I think we we helped Ian in the early stages before we was named as the brand. We was putting um, designs out for the fans to pick from. So it's like the colourways. There was like a colourway competition where it's for the away kit. Yeah, yeah. We was involved at that early stage then, um, putting all the three D vendors together. And yeah, it was kind of. Just went on from there. Obviously, the home kit's the home kit. You're never going to go away from the blue and white, so that was designed itself. We did do a couple of different ways to lay out the blue and white for, for them. And then the away kit, yeah. When that one, when those colours won, <laughs> it wasn't baffled as much because it's a, it's a strange combination, maroon and gold. But I think the concepts we put together and then the winning design, which is one that's unique, it's now the third kit for the coming season. Yeah. I think it's, it's an amazing design. And for us to win the award, but they managed to put more museum for that. So in the yeah. top twenty, top twenty, 19th. wasn't it? Yeah, nineteenth, nineteenth best best kit in in twenty twenty one season. So humbling that it's, it's crazy to be recognised against like the likes of like Everton and Hummel and Man City. And it's crazy. Um, yeah. and what about with the documentary and stuff and a bit of the news coverage? Is it nice to see your brand kind of being? Splashed over like the kind of like uh, that must because considering you've only been going at that time, it was only a uh, probably about eighteen months, wasn't it? Yeah. And before you know it, you all the kits that you've designed that you'd probably had on paper and all that lot, they're coming, they're on, they're on the telly. That must have been quite a nice thing to to see. It's good. I do enjoy seeing them around. You just need a good FA Cup, then. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, about our new kit. So it was obviously the, it, the members had a, a, a choice of four different kits, the different concepts, and there was different. So, um, so what what do you think? And tell us a little bit about the the thought behind the new kit, the design of it. Yeah, the, the design and the colours and the... we reversed the colours from the famous very chocolate brown and sky blue because. Yeah. Obviously, otherwise your maroon kit would have been redundant this season totally. So that's one of the reasons we reversed it. Plus, we think it looked cleaner, more modern, having the that sky blue and the yeah. and the brown. Because not the brown we've gone for is not a a brown brown. If that makes sense. Yeah. More of a grey brown. I think the fans will see it more when it's out on the pitch rather than in photographs. But yeah, it's and the, again the concepts we put four or five concepts together for the club to choose from. That got narrowed down and then it went to the fans. But my favourite didn't win, I'm not going to lie. Which one, which one did you want, Rick? Which one did you like best? It had the, it had the brown across the top, the England-based one. Oh, the kind of stri- the, the stripes on the on the side? Yeah, had the darker top and then like a... That's what I voted as well. Yeah, it looked like that kind of uh, Admiral kit from the 80s. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but seeing that shit, we had a photo shoot last week down in Manchester, which I think we put some of the pictures out this week. And just the more I see that kit now, the more I'm falling in love with it. Just yeah. the colour of it. It's, it's a nice kit. I think it's got yeah. that... It's it's unusual. I think another thing with Hope and Glory as well is that a lot of the, the colours that are quite... They're quite unusual, aren't they? They're not just your standard royal blues, reds. They're, they're quite a unique kind of tone to them, aren't they? Again, we try and do that because of the bespoke aspect. I don't see the point 
in honing this sport kit and then you're coming to us and saying we want a red and black stripe kit it's like yeah. let's, let's play with it a bit let's, let's give you something a bit more special than just a red and black stripe kit but yeah so because uh, we always train, do something a little bit different than the colors like you said with the maroon and the gold version it's yeah, and they work as well but another thing when we design things we try and think of fans wearing it as well not just the players so something that's a little bit once they're fashionable it's not fashion but it's more like urban apparel so that you can wear it with a pair of jeans it'll look fine over the yeah tracksuit bombs too rather than just the players wearing it and looking good we want the fans to look good as well where do you see kind of this sounds like a job interview here but where do you see open glory in the next kind of like two to three years where's um are you hoping to maybe get a couple of league clubs under your belt um, and kind of grow it that way? Or are you happy just trying to take, you know, the non-league world by storm and just get as many many uh, teams signed up with the non-league? It's a bit of both range, but it's not as easy to get, like, your league clubs because of the gift of kit side of things. Because mm. we can't compete with the likes of Macron and, and Adidas and Knights for the, the value that we can give as gift of kit. So at the minute, we're happy with the non-league section. Like, National League down a bit, we're more than good enough. We're never going to turn around and say we couldn't do a, a league team. Never. We're still going to say to do so. But yeah, I mean, we do. When we approach clubs, we kind of stop at the National League at the moment. Mm-hmm. But, but we will. We do want to grow. We do want to grow as a brand. I'm not happy just sitting and doddling along. I'm, I'm a kind of person that likes to push myself as far as I can. And the same in my companies. And, um, and going forward, you've designed, uh, is there some more kind of... Um... Like uh, some of the uh, like polo shirts and other bits and pieces coming out from you guys as well. Some of the other kind of training gear. We've got some new new bits and pieces there. Yeah, there's a new um, range of it's called Border Fans range, I think. So it's more of a um, what do you call it? What's the word? I think kind of casual, kind of like terrace wear. That's it. Yeah, exactly. It's more of a. It's not splashed with a club badge so yeah. someone that doesn't want to wear a big berry badge on the shirt can wear this and it's, it's still supporting the club still representing the club Fab. what's your um what's your all-time favorite kit uh rick what would you say is your go-to kit if you had to pick a kit that you a, that you just love which one would it be it'd be a random one because because my team's olden and i'm sorry <laughs> but it's um there's a dumb one they just turn it off right i'll say we'll end it there god no sorry go on yeah oldham I apologise. Um, but I think it was 96 away shirt. I think I think it was 96. I've got to know it's not. It was just a white shirt and maroon down the sleeve and that was it. And it was like um, the badge was in, was like a beer mat stuck on the chest. But I don't know why. And just the colours, I loved it. It's like a white and it was similar to maroon to, to the very third kit now. But yeah, I love that. Just for the simplicity of it. But there's, there's, so, many, there's so many nice kits. Some that we've done, I love. There's brands that are, I, I admire on. That I kind of look up to, and it's not the ones you think. It's not like you know, I can do this. There's a lot out there. What about with the Euros? Is there any good uh, Euro kits that you've seen over the last couple of weeks? Is there anything that's kind of taken like thought, I could do something with that, or oh, that one's an absolute horror. Why have they gone with that one? The ones that I don't get in the Euros is like the England because it's again, it's going back to the template thing. It, we played Croatia, and the shirt was exactly the same template, just different colours. Yeah, I don't it's frustrates me that. I don't understand why why a brand that big and a club or sorry a country and national side that big are being given a template kit more or less obviously the tweaks and designs are 
software things like the MLS where they all have this exactly the same yeah. pitch in different ways. I don't get it. That no. was one of the things that Robin Lewis helped to give clubs lower down the ladder rather than picking out of a catalogue like it worked to a branded kit which then they go down the road next week and play a different team they've got the same kit but in a different colourway. It was to give the clubs the chance to have something designed specifically for the club. It's a sense of identity as well and I mean like you've just remembered back to that uh, that Oldham shirt that you were talking about then is you want people to be able to remember that particular shirt at that particular time and I think that's what's important and if you just have like you say about some of the England kits that have the last couple I think since Nike have taken them over I don't think they've they've done anything really that 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 amazing for us to be honest with you but anyway we're, we're really pleased to have you on board uh, Rick and we love we really do like the open glory tops and you know hopefully it'll be a a long-running uh, relationship, partnership between the club and yourselves. So uh, are you going to be able to come down to any games next season? Are you going to try and get to... As long as we're allowed to, then the plan is to come down to a couple of years. Because you play, you play Chatterton in right. your division. Yeah. Our door, so they could kick a ball for me to chat it next season. So we're going to try we'll get to a couple of them. It's a shame that Ireland... Yeah. Because that would have been a great day. It would have been. It would have been all on that boat. Although I, w- I do worry about some people on those boats. I think there'd have been, I think there'd been a three or four fans lost in the Irish Sea. But uh, <laughs> Rick, that's absolutely fantastic. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Cheers, mate. So joining me now, we've got Josh. Yeah, doing really well, thank you, uh, Nick. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm really good. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. So. What we wanted to speak to you today, Josh, as a, as a football kit expert, we've just released our new away kit. Tell us a, yeah. a little bit about what you think about it. It's a, it's a hope and glory special. So tell us a little bit what you think, you know, your views on it. Yeah, I just love the brand. Uh, hope and glory have been designing bespoke kits for a little while now. Um, and I knew that this went to a fan poll a little while ago. Um, and I saw the examples that were given. It was some which were a lot more crazy than others, but I had, it in my, I had it in my mind that it was always going to be C um, and uh, it ended up being C, which is that delightful pinstripe number, which in fact I've been speaking about recently that pinstripes for me seems to be sort of like something that instantly attracts me to a football shirt. Um, and I think that's only been most recently that that's sort of been um, a thing. Um, I just like the simplicity of it. I also like the fact that it's quite retro yet modern and that's quite a hard line to get right um so yeah no i really think that hope and glory have done wonders for you it's such a bold kit as well um like it's 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 subtle yet bold um i know that's hard to sort of like get your head around but um i think it's maybe the, the background color that makes it so good that light blue um there's been a photo shoot of it recently um it just sort of pops out um yet the actual pattern is quite subtle so i think really if i was a very um very fan um i'd be just like delighted that they were uh, uh sort of like my kit manufacturer and i've got i'm not being paid at all to say that <laughs> <laughs> that is genuinely my my opinion because they're so good um and i think they've been really good to your club and also like I think it's about what thirty odd quid for a home shirt, whereas oh. you're looking at about seventy quid for like a shirt uh, elsewhere. So no, it's really really competitively priced as well. So no, I love it. What do you think to the uh, to the kits from last season? Are you, were you a fan of them? Yeah, I do. I, I do like those. Yeah, um, I think they went down really well as well, didn't they? Um, wasn't there 
I don't know whether or not there's a rumour, but you're going to carry on using the home shirt. Is that right? Or we're keeping that. We're keeping both shirts. So uh, both shirts, yeah. Home shirt is going to become obviously the home shirt. Keep the home shirt. Yeah, and that's going to become our third kit, and it's just so we. Oh, can... nice. So we can bring the um, so we can change it every two seasons then, so everything comes in line then. So, and I think that's more important because you, the amount of kits that are being spewed out nowadays. I mean, you, you trip an A before them, so that makes it more special, mate. But we'll definitely be keeping each kit for two seasons every every year, so that'll be nice as well. Um, yeah. And uh, tell us a little bit about you. So, how did you get into uh, into? I presume it started. Did it start first of all as a website, and then blogging, and then into social oh. media? Or yeah, it's it's a weird one, really. I was, um, uh, you know, I won't go into too much information, but I sat in my underpants in my front room, um, just watching Netflix, and I was literally it was a Saturday morning, and my my, my kit rail was behind me on in the in the sort of like um corridor and um i was going through it and i thought you know what really i think i've got another social media account in me because i've had a few done uh, but not focused on football film reviews movie reviews and such but my real passion was football shirts and i was like flicking through and suddenly i saw the kingsman and i was like oh, i ain't seen any new kingsman and then suddenly a kicks kings kicks kids oh my god Kitsman, that's a great name. So I came up with like a little logo, uh, popped the account on. And at first it was just like a little bit of these are the shirts I have. You may have the same ones, you may have different ones. You may like mine, I may like yours. And it was just sort of like a talking point about what my collection was like and how I got it, uh, where you can get shirts from. And it just started like evolving from that. I started doing little mini kit reviews um observational stuff on television um like for instance the other day how's the parliament were in and one of the women's dresses looked like a football shirt it looked like the same pattern as i think a shirt i've seen recently and i popped that on and she even replied you know so it's just it's just having a bit of fun with it because i think you can be quite serious about football but if you can have a little bit of fun about what the player's playing and you know yeah, show you love and it's just a positive place um so yeah, it's sort of like a new community that's been born out of a love of football shirts. And no, it's just a really great place where everyone can talk, uh, engage in the latest kit reviews, kits and launches. Um, yeah, it's just a just a great place. And it's just snowballed, mate, to be honest with you. It started off really sort of slow and it's just gradually got to some to some crazy numbers. You've got 25, is it over 25,000? uh followers now yeah on that's right i mean it, it's literally blowing my mind um the postie the other day he, he knocked on the door with a parcel that said the kitsman and he goes i follow you on twitter i was like <laughs> shut up <laughs> shut up i was like because i'm not good at sort of like um you know gifts and you know oh you're that dude aren't you i'm no good at that and he goes yeah yeah i play football in gibraltar and uh I follow you, mate. Uh, what, what kit have you got? And there was it, me opening it, and he was there saying, "Oh, that's amazing." So, yeah, I get, I've, I've met people out in the real world who actually know who I am, and that's just that is nuts. Yeah, it's done really well. I mean, I I started. I'm I'm again. I'm like you. I'm I'm passionate about uh, about kits, and I'm always looking at kind of like, especially when it's the new season. I mean, it's the greatest time. It's always it is. When it gets to you know the time when it gets to March. 
and then to yeah. start wearing the new season's kit at the end of March, yeah. and April. That's right. It's a great time, that isn't it? For they know what they're doing. They, they know what they're doing. So, um, what, um, what, what's your kit collection like? What's the, uh, what's your kit collection like? Where did it start, and and, and where did it, as how's it evolved? Yeah, so it basically started off just buying a shirt for six aside. You know, I'd go into what was JJB Sports back then um, and uh, just check what they've got on the rails. Um, had a few good ones. Um, had a few from my childhood as well. The Newcastle United, 95, 96 with the Nuki Brown Ale, their granddad collar. Um, and vanished, mate. Gone. Been there. I've uh, grilled, grilled the parents on it, but they, 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 they're none the wiser as to where it's gone. Um, so I had classics like that, and then I just started building my own collection. Um, just sort of, you know, it wasn't, wasn't really a hobby as such. It was just an interest at the time. But ever since I started my account, I've really, really gone for it. At first, I was buying everything that was out there, you know, Pescara shirt from Italy. I was buying sort of like... Uh, Santos shirt and just buying shirts that you know I knew I, I liked but I didn't really love but they're cheap so I'll get them but now I'm starting to shop a little bit more sort of reasonably I haven't got a big collection really I've got about 100 shirts and that's not even a big that's not big that's not big you know so I genuinely like most of those shirts upstairs you know I like but I won't wear most of them so you know I'm doing this thing where I'm exchanging a few of them at the moment for shirts that I would actually wear so um, yeah yeah, I'm a bit of a sort of, what do I say, a padawan of football shirt collecting at the moment. What's your favourite favorite shirt out of your collection, first of all? We'll, we'll talk about your favourite well, favorite shirt in your collection. Yeah, I quite enjoy anything Serie A related. Um, quite enjoy Sampdoria shirt I've got. It's not one of the retro ones. It's just one of the recent ones which Joma made. Um, still classic. I mean, it's only so much you can do with that middle band every year, but they seem to do it well. Um, but I think for me, it was um, a shirt I've actually had to get rid of because it was just too big. And I'm after the, 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 the actual player fit version. And that's the Roma 1516 home shirt, which is Nike's first year with them. It's basically this polo neck um, and it's got literally just amber cuffs. Uh, it's got the swoosh in amber. Uh, it's just got the beautiful Roma badge. Um, and nothing else. No sponsor. It's got um, slight detailing in the pinstripes. But apart from that, that's it. Um, and I just remember Francesco Totti wearing it, uh, Daniela De Rossi wearing it, and just oozing class. Um, but I'm after the player fit version, which is slightly bit better fitted because the regular version is quite large and bit sort of roomy. Um, but that for me is probably up there with one of the best shirts for me. And what about uh, uh, of all time? What do you reckon the, the greatest football shirt is of all time? Yeah, that's a really tough one, to be honest with you. Um, I think a lot of people have argued that it might be one of the um, Admiral England shirts because um, they were just, like, iconic with the... I think it was the 86 Admiral shirt where it had the blue and red and the blue stripe across across the chest uh, with that beautiful sort of gold Admiral logo. Um I think that can be contested as one of the best. Um, you've got, again, you've got the Newcastle United one, 96. You've got, um, you know, the, the away for that season was really nice. The Burgundy and Purple one. Um, but I don't know. I think Serie A wins it, you know. I think Sampdoria, um, iconic colours, um, always classy. I don't think they've brought out a shirt which isn't good in the home section, at least. Um, 
So I'd say something like that. It's very hard. It's the worst question you could ever ask because it's like it's someone just, asking you what your favorite film is, isn't it? You know, it's it's, it's literally that question. It's literally that question. So no, it's always a vague answer, and unfortunately, it's vegan another vague answer today. That's fine. What? Why are shirts important? Why are shirts? You know, I know it's like for people like me who who love. I'm not a collector, but I love looking at detail. And I love looking at design. And yeah. Why is it to the average Joe in the street and to the supporters? Why are shirts important to uh, the identity of a football club? Yeah, I think it's just sort of showing off, showing off your your club's identity. Um, I know for a fact that when I choose a shirt, it'll be one which I'll kind of want people to go, hey, "What's that? I've not seen that before." And you would sort of start conversations with it, mate. I've been in a pub and there'll be a dude with a football shirt, and I'll go speak to him. I say, "What year is that from?" And I'll say, "What's?" never heard of that what seems that and you can just start talking to folks about these sorts of football shirts and it's just always going to be something that they're going to want to talk about oh yeah this shirt yeah this is a austrian league two uh, um you know and it's just something which i think is such a good talking point it used to be quite sort of like oh he's wearing a shirt you know yeah no one talked about football but now it's quite fashionable i mean you've got the nigeria shirt from 2018 the world cup one with the crazy sort of green zigzags People wanted that. They weren't even fans of football. They wanted it because it was fashionable. Um, so um, I think nowadays, you know, clubs are doing it to sort of show off their club almost. Like the next year that have just been promoted to Syria, they've got a delightful shirt, black with um, green and orange. Not a lot of people have heard of them, but they've seen the shirt and they want the shirt. So, you know, they're now on the map because of their shirt and obviously they've been promoted. But yeah. No, it's just a great talking point. It's a positive thing nowadays. So you say you're a big fan of the Hope and Glory stuff. Is there any other uh, any other teams that you've cut that's kind of taken your eye a little bit? Any of the other Hope and Glory uh, shirts that have that have stood out to you? Yeah, there is. There's this one. Oh my god. Oh, I've completely forgotten the name of the team. Um, you've got East Ferriby, North Ferriby though. Very nice. They've had, I think, their away shirt from last season got sort of voted as one of not. Or the season before got voted one of the best non-league shirts, which is quite a nice achievement. Um, oh, I'm going to absolutely kick myself, but there is another one which is really good. Uh, quite like Europa. You, Sorry, go on, go on, John. I was going to say, if you remember this, when it goes on YouTube, you could just add it as a comment at the bottom with a picture. Maybe that might be an idea. I might do that. I might do that because at the moment I'm, um, I'm I'm struggling. I'm, I'm very much struggling on that one, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, um, Europa Point, which is a Gibraltar football team. That one's really nice. Um, it's got sort of like the cliffs on it. Um, it's like really iconic clipping. And I think that's why Hope and Glory is so good, because they add character, they add um, sort of personality, and the club's identity is identified in the shirt. And I think that's why they're such a good, uh, such a good brand for you. And there's also... Awesome. The eco kit. Oh, but it sounds like a big advert for Hope and Glory. Other sports brands are available, but not are available. Glory, yeah. Are available. Um, Very so, much so. So when it comes to kind of like uh, when it uh, you're a football fan, obviously. Um, uh, yeah. who, who's your who's your team? So I support Newcastle. Follow Lincoln. So it's uh, sort of like um, it's kind of why I probably mentioned uh, Newcastle so much. But um, no, uh, no Newcastle support. Follow Lincoln. And so you've had a, a bit of a, a mixture of a season, well, last season. Lincoln mm. went okay in the mm -hmm. uh, in the playoffs, didn't quite make it. Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle. Yeah. 
plateau. Yeah, just uh, just they've, they've done they've done well. Yeah, they've done well. They've done really well. Um, yeah, no, I think to be honest with you, like Lincoln City are sort of at a place where like most of the people in the city just never thought they'd be, but happy that they are. And that if they don't now win a playoff that they should never really by rights have been in, that's now seen as an underachievement. Um, whereas, you know, you've got your realists, which are like, well, no, you shouldn't really have been there anyway. It'll be a good day out in Wembley. Um, but, you know, almost did it. But, you know, I think it's great for the, team, for the city. Um, and I was just saying the other day when I took my nephew to football, like not just seeing Man City, Spurs, PSG, Madrid anymore. You've got Lincoln City shirts that are spread around, you know. People are wanting to buy the merch because it's cool. What I mean, you you'll have seen the rise of Lincoln. Obviously, they dipped into non-league. We 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 lost our we lost our football club and have had to restart a, a new one. Yeah. So yeah. Um, what was your non-league journey like as a, as a Lincoln fan and coming through the leagues and and is it what's it like at non-league level? Did you enjoy it? Because our fans are expecting it for the first time. Yeah, I did enjoy it because there's so much, you you get to see sort of like um, real passion for clubs there because, yeah, you can get your season ticket at your Premier League teams and you can be there sort of like looking at the corporate with their laptops and and gradually sort of looking over at the game sort of thing. And there's the essence of football has gone. Whereas when you're actually watching normally, people are spending their well-earned money on a a football ticket to enjoy watching their club um, enjoy um, and uh, um, like I remember it was like £18 for a ticket to watch uh, Lincoln Conference and you know a lot of people back then would be a bit like I'm not watching 18 quid to watch Lincoln get me you know and it's raining and that sort of thing and uh, they'd be like oh, I can't believe this but but there was a hardcore set of supporters that would be there each 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 game you know cheering them on I can't can't say that I was part of that because I'm, I'm, I'm I wasn't. I was there for a few games, but I wasn't there every game. Um, but you really did realise who the fans were then. And Lincoln went through a dicey part. I mean, they almost went out of business. You know, um, it was only due to Clyde Nates that came in to help support and fund the club. But Lincoln have gotten back to where they are. Um, you know, I've really enjoyed it. Um, and obviously the gradual rise through and then the added BT Sport time, you know, because they got the conference for a little while. So we were on TV regularly getting a little bit of money for that. And then obviously Danny and Nicky Cowley came in and just sort of became a brand themselves, really. Um, became quite an attractive sort of duo. And uh, yeah, just just got us to those crazy heights at what they got us. And you know, there's a lot of things coming through saying that, oh, you weren't here when we were, you know, you know, you know. But um, I think together there's a togetherness, and I think that's uh, really vital for a club. Fantastic. Right. Josh, for those people that, that don't know who you are, um, there's a lot of people that are, are new to social media out there. Tell us how we can, uh, how we can follow you, how we can um, track you down on social media, where you're available on. Yeah, so on Twitter, it's um, at the underscore Kitsman, um, just basically talking about everything, just talking lots of kit. Um, and uh, Instagram, <laughs> Instagram, um, it's the dot Kitsman. Um, there, I basically just take pictures of my football shirts in weird and wacky locations. So I like to provide a little bit of something different on each platform. And also it's uh, the Kitsman.com, which is basically just a, a, a bigger version of the Twitter account where we go into more detail. 
fantastic. Josh, you've been a star. Thanks very much. And uh, oh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, and hopefully we, we might be able to see you at a Berry AFC game if we're ever at that side of the country. Absolutely, mate. I can't wait. I get the FA Cup. You don't know. Yeah. First round of the FA Cup. Yeah. We'll Absolutely. Dream big. All right, Josh. Thanks very much, mate. Yeah, no worries. Bye-bye. Josh, thank you, pal. That was great. That was really good. Thank you. A big thank you there to Rick and Josh for joining us on our kit special. Um, if you like the new away kit, go and buy it. It's available on the website at www.berryafc.uk. It's only 35 quid and it's made out of old bottles, so it's doing something for the environment. Um, whilst you're on the website, why not have a look at trying to buy a season ticket, eh? Ooh, get into all the games for next season. Uh, it's a very reasonable price. Uh, all the information's on the website. Just go and have a look there. It's all there. And there's also tickets for events and friendlies and all that kind of stuff. Go and have a look. It's all there, www.berryafc.uk. Um, we are also available on social media. That's on the Instagram, on the TikTok, on the Twitter, on the Facebook. Just type in Berry AFC to the menu and you should be able to find us. Also, if you don't like my face, this is available as a podcast on Spotify, on Anchor and on uh, Apple Podcasts and Podbean and other places where you can get your podcasts. I have to remember all these things. It's really difficult for me, but it's all there. Go and have a check out of it. If you uh, maybe why don't you watch the video and then listen back to it, all the mistakes that I make, and then you can write a strongly worded letter into the board. And uh, and I don't know who knows. We might get someone like Les Dennis presenting one day. We could only dream. Until next time on the Shake It Up Show. We'll see you soon. Goodbye.